Hi, this is Claire Keen, illustrator and author of Once Upon a Cloud, and you are listening to Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 118 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to Stories of the Magic, we are a positive and story-filled Disney podcast, offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more, including guests, promoting a mutual love of Disney, celebrating and preserving the Disney magic and legacy, and inspiring people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. If that appeals to you or piques your curiosity, you're definitely in the right place, and I'm glad you're here. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Kimberly Markey. In part one, she shared with us about running, her love of Disney, run Disney events, her cancer diagnosis and battle, how all of those tie into each other, and more. Now in this episode, Kimberly talks about where she is in her cancer battle and why she doesn't like the term cancer survivor, how many Disney races she's done, her first run with her friend Perfectly Goofy Gale, and how many they've done together since then, costumes in Disney races, how she started doing them, and some of her favorites. Okay, a lot of her favorites, but she had a lot to pick from. Tips for you if you want to start doing run Disney races or start running in costume. What she loves most about Disney. If she could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what it would be and why. What she loves most about what she does with Disney races. What she never gets asked that she wishes people would ask her. What inspires her. Her advice to you for following your dream or overcoming significant obstacles. And of course, shameless plug time. By the way, you'll also get to hear my daughter a little bit in the background a couple of times. Now a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Hey, Skywalkers, this is Richard, and over here is my sweetie wife, Sarah. You can call me Jedi Tink. And we are Skywalking Through Neverland. Jimmy Mack here. When you wish upon a podcast, wish upon this podcast. These guys are awesome. (laughs) We are a fan-focused podcast that covers Star Wars, Disney, pop culture, and their fandom communities. The stuff that surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds us all together as instantaneous friends. What do you know? We showcase what people are doing in the world of fandom and talk to those who are involved firsthand in the universes that we love. This is Margaret Carey, Tinkerbell. This is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from Star Wars. This is Steve Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan. Hey, it's James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I happen to be skywalking through Neverland right now. And I'm skywalking through Neverland. And I am skywalking through Neverland. I've always hated space travel. (laughs) Skywalking through Neverland is the ultimate expression of fandom. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and our website, skywalkingthroughneverland.com. And remember, Neverland on Alderaan. <laughs> and now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. 
lot that goes into it. Sharing all the gory details. <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. So where are you in process of everything now? I know I think officially the cancer-free term is used after five years of being... Yeah. Yeah. So I asked my doctor all about that. I'm like, am I a survivor? What am I? Like, I, I hate that word, by the way. But she she's like, no, you're cancer free. I'm in cancer treatment right now. I'm uh, supposed to be on a Nestrol. It's basically a hormone suppressant to my type of cancer. It, I'm HER2 positive cancer. And I have to be on a hormone suppressant for five years. I am off that hormone suppressant right now because it's making my hair fall out and my joints hurt. So I have to figure out which other type of medication I'm going to be on for the next three years. So, yes, I'm cancer-free, but I get checkups every six months to make sure that I indeed stay cancer-free. Well, good. I'm glad you're at that stage. I'm curious, what is it you don't like about the term survivor? I don't know. I, you know, I rather say I haven't figured out the right word. I guess I am a survivor, but like I just I don't like I'd rather say warrior. Like I'm, you know, I'm fighting it. I don't want to say I survived. I'd rather say I fought it, you know, like I conquered it or something. Can we just say conqueror instead? I like that better. I do too. <laughs> survive like, you know, someone helped you and you survived the, i rather say I conquered it and I challenged it and lived to live another day, right? Something more positive. Yeah, survivor sounds like you just barely managed to scrape by. and. Yeah, no, know. I stomped it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm very glad that you, you have and that you continue to. So you've been talking about all of these different races that you've been doing, which is just amazing. Some before the cancer diagnosis, some, you know, since then. Do you have any idea overall, Disney and non-Disney races, how many medals you have? Oh, I don't know how many non-Disney medals I have. I didn't add that up. But I can tell you how many Disney medals I have. Okay. Um, and I... Gosh, I would think it's at least over 200 medals. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to tell you, and you can put it in the show notes. I'll count them after. Okay. So for Disney medals, I believe I have a hundred and I want to say 21. Yes, I have done 87 Run Disney races, and I have over a well, I have as of today 121 Run Disney medals. So at the end of the Dumble Double Dare, I'll have 125. That'll be a nice number. Yeah, and at Paris, I will have run my 90th Run Disney race. So my 100th Run Disney race is coming up. Okay. Given how frequently you do them, probably in just a couple months. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, did you ever imagine when you started running Disney races, even when you came back for Goofy? Because I know, or for, yeah, for Goofy, because I remember you said after your first marathon you're like nope that's it i'm done so obviously at that yeah. point you didn't think this but even coming back then for goofy uh later did you ever think you'd get to where you are now with you know a hundred and well in a couple of weeks 125 medals you know no and i think that um it all happened when i was diagnosed with cancer because really that's where I just went crazy, right? That was my coping mechanism during my, I want to say this in air quotes because, you know, I don't think it's a real battle with breast cancer, but my air quotes battle with their breast cancer because I'm only stage one, right? I mean, I have a very horrible cancer in that it's very aggressive 
my type of cancer is very aggressive, but it was caught very early. So I'm not like stage three, so stage one. But the fact is that I used running and I used my love of Run Disney as a way to cope through my cancer diagnosis. So that's where I basically lost my mind. Some people, you know, go on a bender. I went on a Run Disney uh, running bender with um, <laughs> with my um, my friend, uh, Perfectly Goofy Gail. And we met through social media of Run Disney. And our first race together was that inaugural Dopey Challenge full marathon. And she, along with Allison and Pam, carried, not carried me, but w was with me every step of the way. And my inaugural Dopey Challenge, we crossed the finish line in seven hours and 28 minutes. That We walked the entire half mar uh, full marathon. And um, then we just didn't stop. We went on to Tinkerbell. And Gail and I, because she's crazy and crazy loves crazy, we will be running our 60th. Yes, six zero run Disney race together since 2014 at uh, Disneyland Half Marathon weekend. So I kind of have to blame her. So that's what I'm trying. That's my point. I I'm blaming her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> no, no. I you know now it's gotten just crazy, and now we just like can't stop, right? Because we're addicts. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> you could quit anytime you want to. You just don't want to. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you've mentioned Gail a couple of times now, and when you first mentioned her, it was in relation to the costume that you had done for the Star Wars, uh, the first Star Wars race weekend, because you don't just run these, and I think people who don't really know much about Disney races may not fully grasp what the implications of the word costume when it comes to Disney races, especially with some people. And I'm going to put you in that group of the some people for whom the word costume is almost an understatement, it feels like. <laughs> so let's talk about costumes and Disney races for you. Okay. Well, so it didn't start out like that, right? You know, you kind of dabble your foot in and everything. And so our first quote-unquote costume was Tinkerbell, the, um, the Tinkerbell right after the inaugural Dopey. So that's Tinkerbell 2014. And we wore wings and tutus and, you know, costume light, as I call it, sparkle athletic um, skirt. And it just kind of like, then we went on to Princess, and we also did a few costumes there. And it just, it was not until we got to 2014 Disneyland Half Marathon weekend that our costumes kind of exploded. We caught, we we kind of said, oh, we're all in now. And that's when we came up with, you know, the um, Caterpillar and the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. And we came up with the um, cards from Alice in Wonderland. And that's when we decided we were all into the costumes. And it just kind of, it kept on growing and growing and growing. And, you know, now we're known for these costumes. So it's kind of funny that we, we never, ever, like ran in costumes before and now we're like all in and now people are like what are you wearing what are you wearing and we're like, i don't know i haven't started sewing yet leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> for my first and only because they changed the weekend on it tinkerbell half marathon my brother-in-law and i actually did also run with wings oh and it's fun isn't it it is yeah, yeah. and then for the 
superhero weekend, I have a Wolverine Under Armour Tech shirt that I wear. Ooh, very cool. We're, we're all in. I'm looking forward to this year's 5K. It's going to, oh, well, the 10K is really good. Oh, they're all so good. <laughs> Can you give me a hint? Nope. Aww. They will be Disney themed, though. They will be Disney themed. Will be so, Disney-themed. obviously, you know, it's more fun not knowing, don't you think? Yeah, that's true. And, you know, we actually have met in person once, but I don't think that you know it. And at the time I met you, I didn't know it was you until after I posted on social media. Uh, it was for, I think, this most recent uh, yeah, Avengers Half Marathon. Oh. And you and Gail were dressed as your princess superhero mashup. Oh, fun. Yeah, that was fun. And I was in the corral with you. And oh, cool. I looked over and I was like, oh, I've got to get a picture of these two. And so I asked if I could take your picture. And then I posted it on social media, on Facebook, I think it was. And you asked if you could share it. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. And I thought that was a great combination. And that one was, you know, it's one of, you know, costumes coming up and trying to, because that's our shtick, right? That's what Gail would say. That's our shtick. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. You know, I just, and my husband calls it our costume party. It's not a race. It's a costume party. And my whole point to him is like, well, if you're paying $190 for a half marathon, I don't care if it takes me four and a half hours. I am going to stop and wait in every single character line there is because I can pay $85 and do a half marathon at home and, you know, have no entertainment. So, you know, that's my whole point for that. I say, you know, live it, enjoy it. If that's your thing and you want to go all out, have a good time. So it's fun. It's fun. Like, where else can you be a 44-year-old woman dressing up in wigs and makeup and lashes at 2 o'clock in the morning? That's fun. <laughs> I'm sure there are some answers to that question besides a run Disney race, but I don't want to know what those answers are. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your favorite costumes that you've done or most memorable? Okay, well, favorite... Obviously, the Star Wars half marathon, the first Star Wars half marathon weekend, which was 15, I believe, was awesome because of the fact we had, you know, the TIE fighter and the X-Wing and then the iconic. And you know what? We had that iconic uh, Stormtrooper outfit, the Tink Trooper outfit. And so we're known for the Tink Troopers. You know, that took us maybe like a half an hour to come up with that. And it was a last minute. I think two days before we got to the race, I had um, put that outfit together on Amazon. So, you know, and then there's the races where I we spent so much time and so much energy making the costumes, like the wigs for the um, Small World Hula Dancers. That took, you know, days to get those wigs done for the three of us. So, you know, I really love when we were the Jungle Cruise, the um, the Warrior and Trader Sam and the Skipper from the Jungle Cruise. I thought that was a great costume. I love the Ariel Sisters. I love the cheerleaders um, from the Princess Half Marathon weekend. I mean, there's so many, right? Because that's what makes the race so much fun, in our opinion. There are all the different, different um, costumes that we come up with. Yeah. Can you send me pictures of some of these that I can put in the show notes? Oh, yeah, sure. Do you just tell me how many pictures you want? <laughs> I would say all of them, but then I'm afraid my mailbox would break. Yeah, I'd totally break that. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any that have turned out just far better than you imagined that they were going to be when you started on them? Well, the Tink Troopers, right? 
because of the fact that um, we had no expectation for them. We thought that it was funny, but our judge and our gauge of how good a costume is, is if we run past and they kind of do a little hee hee hee. Then we know we hit the nail, especially if the cast members love us. Like when we did the portrait from the stretch room, the trapeze girl and the um, and uh, dear departed George, the old lady. You know, when the cast members come up to us and want their photos with us, we know we've done a great job. When we did those cheap um, tiki tiki drink people, which way to Trader Sam's, we used it twice. We used it for the uh, Princess um, Disney Cruise race, and we also did it for Tinkerbell 5. Or 10K. Ooh, you know what other costume I love? I love when we did Monsters Incorporated with Rebecca, Photobomb Becca's children, and we were the um, the guys in the hazmat suits. That was super fun. You know, there's all these different costumes that I forget how many we've done. It's just 60 races, baby, 60 races, 60 costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any that you thought were just going to be fantastic and either turned out to be way more complicated to make than you thought or that just didn't hit the way that you thought it was going to? Yeah, you know, I was disappointed. There's a bunch of them that you are just like, we're really cute, but people don't get it, you know? And then some, like the Lone Ranger one, you know? The people who got Lone Ranger and Hi-Ho Silver and Tonto were the older people, you know? And if, or, or like Anna and Elsa, we did Anna Elsa, the one from the short last year at the Disneyland 10K. Um, we were dressed up as Anna and Elsa with the birthday cake because it was Anna's birthday and Elsa's trying to make this fantastic birthday um, party for her, but she's sick, right? It's frozen fever is the name of the short. And no one knew who we were. They were like, are you Anna and Elsa? Except like the five-year-old kids. Oh, and, and then how could I forget the inside out of last year? Inside out, you know you've made it when Disney uses your photo for tweeting for Inside Out Oscar. So that was awesome as well. So there's a lot of ones. I totally forget which ones we've done, but I have a lot more ideas and I just can't wait to use them all. So there's just so much fun. Oh, the Cantina Band. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, we were featured in um, Star Wars Insider for our costumes for Star Wars Weekend. And we were also in Runner's World for our costumes. So, you know, that's my little... It's just really fun to be recognized, so that's just fun. And, yeah, you know, people make fun of us. They're like, we always say run all the races, and they're always like walk all the races. And you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we we do what we want to do. We're 40, We're in our 40s. We're having a good time. You know, we do run, but they're just not at Run Disney. So whatever, guys. Don't be haters. Right. <laughs> and you're still covering the distance. I mean – yeah, we do cover the distance, and we cover in hotter gar- garments than uh, the normal people. Yeah. So, yeah, you wait. You wait to the 5K. You just wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So I need a suggestion from you. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter is going to be doing the 100-meter dash for <gasps> Superheroes Weekend. It's going to be her first race. And she's going to wear a cape, right? That's what I'm looking at is I need a costume idea that's hopefully – Something that doesn't take, you know, a half hour to put on her because she won't sit still for that. Oh, my goodness. I have such a thing. Well, I am me later. Okay. Ashley Eckstein suggested that Baby Groot would be really fun. But (gasps) that's just not going to happen, I don't think. 
<laughs> yeah, especially since she'd probably have to have some kind of something on her head, and she doesn't do things on her head very well. Will she do a um? Hmm. But will she do pigtails and stuff? Does she have enough hair? Yeah, she's got enough hair. Okay. They may not be super long, but yeah. We'll have to we'll have to come up with something super cute. Okay, I like that. Um, she's also going to do Star Wars if she likes superheroes. <sighs> Oh my goodness. Okay, <laughs> if he does, I'm going to have my Ryan out there too. So, and Ryan's going to be in his full Ewok costume. <laughs> because I take, I spent a lot of time making that, so he better not grow too many inches. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Well, aside from for her, do you have any tips for somebody who either wants to start doing run Disney races or who wants to start running in costume? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, definitely, you know, if you've never done a run Disney race, definitely have to do one, whatever your distance is. I think the 5Ks are the most fun because they're not timed and most of the characters tend to be out for the 5Ks. Um, I also think that since they're charging, you know, 75 to 85 dollars. For the race entry, you know, get your money's worth and stand in those character lines. Um, if you want to do costumes, there's lots of opportunity for costumes and there's lots of opportunity to make runner friendly costumes. Um, my favorite place is to pick up running shirts, inexpensive running shirts that you're going to use maybe once or twice would be at like Walmart. I love the Walmart men's section. Yes, mm. the men's section. Um, because you can buy bigger shirts and you can cut them down. I also like uh, Etsy for like iron-ons, like The Incredibles is a great, easy costume to make. Um, you can also do it as a Disney bounding thing. So Disney bounding is where you take the colors of the character that you're trying to do. Another tip, um, Victoria Watson makes these great ears so if you ever need like you know you have your disney bounding running outfit um you can always do uh make your own ears out of headbands and um ear cutouts that's super easy and if you google like um disney has like arts and crafts so the first time i did dumbo double dare i um, made a headband out of their uh idea for dumbo ears so you know there's lots of tips all around and you can also go to our website because we have all our costumes up and on there, too. Okay, that's a great idea. And I'll be sure to link to the website, which we'll get to you giving me the specifics of that in a little while. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be fun. And this may or may not be out in time for anybody to do anything with it for Dumbo. But mm -hmm. it'll definitely be up in time for the fall races. So people can get some good ideas. And hopefully we'll see some more extra fun costumes out there. <laughs> kind of a few more general not necessarily run specific questions to wrap up though running will probably venture into some of these here and there but uh, what do you love most about disney well disney is like my vacation spot that we went every few years right so i love that i go back to either coast and i feel at home i feel secure i feel i know that i'm going to have a good time and i know that i'm going to have memories to last a lifetime so it just makes me happy right it makes me feel secure it makes me feel loved i just love being there you know, I can share it with my one-year-old. I can share it with my, and through the years, and share it with my 13-year-old. Every time we go back, it's always changing, but it's always the same. And you just 
come to experience things in a different way from a different point of view. And it all happens. I think it all changed when, you know, you have kids too, you see it from their eyes and that makes you excited about it as well. So it's fun. I mean, you can go by yourself. You can go with your friends. You can go with your family. You can go with your sweetheart. I mean, there's all different experiences and I, I like that it's accessible for everyone. That's great. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Those are some great reasons to love Disney. They really are. Um, If you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what would it be? And you can make one up, by the way. I haven't said this on the show in a while, but as long as it's short of, say, Emperor of Disney, anything (laughs) short of that, you can make up a job if it doesn't exist. Well, okay, there's only two I would want. Okay. Well, actually three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the first would be Tinkerbell. I would want to either fly over the castle from the Matterhorn over and over and over Sleeping Beauty Castle or fly down from Cinderella Castle to Tomorrowland Mattress over there. (laughs) So I would want that job. I think that would be super fun. Or any of the characters. I'd love to be a character. That would be fun for me. The other job I would love would be obviously chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. So there you go. So I can make the decisions and see what's going on and have privy to what's coming in the future. I think that would be super fun. That would be fun. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be a lot of work, but we'll just take the fun part of that and let administrators and stuff do the hard part. Oh, I'm not afraid of a little work. (laughs) Somehow I think it might be a little bit more than a little work, but you dive right on in there and take whatever you want to do. (laughs) Nothing specific to run Disney. You wouldn't want to be like a race director or? No, no, because I I know race directors, so no. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're willing to be chairman and CEO of the company, but not a race director. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I do have a, a master's background. I have an MBA. So, you know, I like seeing the big picture. I like um, having my hand in different opportunities. So I, I had different projects and everything. I like working across, you know, matrix organization. So, I, you know, I'm used to that. So I like that. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> when it comes to all of the stuff that you do with the Disney races and everything, Uh, I'm going to ask this specific question because I'm having trouble pinning down what the one or two things would be. Uh, What do you love most about what you do with Disney races? Well, first of all, I love that I'm with my people. And when I'm with my core group of people, we have a really good time. So that would be the the number one thing. Okay. Well, for what a half, uh, 5k, it's, It's the two hours in the park with the people. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the last year's 5K, which we were inside out. That group of people, um, Tiny Tiki, uh, Jessica Whitlash, she's the one who came up with the idea. And we had conference calls because we had people in Florida and Arizona and California and Connecticut to come up with our costumes, our ideas for our costumes and how we were going to execute what we were going to do. And I like the creative part that we have brought to run Disney with our costumes. I like the collaborative part of how are we going to execute our ideas. And I love the final show, which is us on stage, us enjoying our hard work that we put into it and then enjoying the experience of running through our most magical place on earth, our favorite place to be um, dressed up. 
So that's what I love about it. And I love that we do a good job with it and that it's rewarded in the little giggles, you know, because we're not doing it for the money, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. We're doing it because we enjoy it. And that's what makes us want to raise the bar even higher. Nice. I was trying to decide which of those things I thought might be your answer. And you just effectively, in one answer, included all of them, which is just fine. (laughs) (laughs) But it's everything, right? Yeah. And and you know what? The running is just the creme de la creme, right? Because basically, I run so I stay in shape, right? I run because I need to stay in shape for not only my mental well-being, but my physical well-being. I I, um, have to do it for my health for my bones, for my strength, because I'm getting older. So that's why I run. And the opportunity to run at Run Disney, because it's my most favorite place in the world, is Disneyland and Disney World. So, you know, if I can do races there for the rest of my life, what's so bad about that? You know, you have a good time, not hurting anyone, just having a good time. So it's fun. Yeah. Work hard, have fun. Right. Work hard, have fun. That's a good philosophy. Mm-hmm. So what do you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? You know what? This is one of the best questions I've ever had in my entire life. And, you know, everyone, I must have one of those personalities that people aren't afraid to ask them questions because they have asked me everything under the sun. And so this question actually stumped me. I guess I I don't even have an answer for it. So I apologize for that, but I thought about it long and hard. I even asked my friends and family, <laughs> but they're like, everyone always asks you everything. I'm like, I know they do. It's funny, <laughs> but they do. I um, and I'm totally open to that. I'm totally open to that. So yeah, people don't hold any punches with me, and they because I put myself out there in social media and I've shared myself, especially with um the breast cancer and the mastectomies and the um, reconstruction. And I get a lot of questions from people who are breast cancer, have breast cancer, have been recently diagnosed, are trying to um, put their mind around their prognosis. So a lot of people come to me with cancer, um, frankly, one or two times a week. So, and I don't mind that at all. I think that's wonderful. Um, At first it was very draining, but now I realize that that's my calling, right? I put myself out there, so I need to help people. So I don't, I don't mind it at all. So keep them coming, people. Keep them coming. Good. So what inspires you? Oh my goodness. How about those Olympics, right? Speaking of uh, breast cancer, um, one of the members of the Jamaican uh, track team, ladies track team, uh, Jamaican uh, women runners, she was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and had a bilateral mastectomy, um, I guess, a few days after London, and now she's back running again. So that inspires me. Um, How about the Hoyts? I mean, one of the reasons I I got into running was seeing a video of uh, Team Hoyt um, and them running the Ironman. Tomorrow we'll be running for, I believe it's Ayala. Um, they help people who can't see, can't have disabilities, you know, cross the finish line. I mean, it's all around us. My children inspire me, their love of uh, running. So at first it was all about me, and now it's it's going to be all about everyone else because I'm kind of tapped out on myself. I need to get back in there and find joy in what other people are doing. And and that helps and and reignites the fire within yourself. So it's all different things, but really it's, it's, 
understanding that running is something that everyone can do no matter what their ability and they'll find joy when they when they actually cross that finish line so i think it's really important yeah absolutely talk about a great time to ask the question i didn't even think about the fact that the olympics are going on as we're having this conversation yeah i mean if you don't get inspired watching the Olympics, if you don't get inspired watching that girl get tripped up and then them both bringing each other across the finish line or the, oh God, the gymnastics team, the Olympics, um, the women's gymnastics team or the divers or everyone, the 41 year old um, Romanian gymnast who has been in the Olympics competing since the 80s, um, her 41 years old on the team, doing the vaults, along with the 14-year-olds, the 22-year-olds. I mean, that's inspiring. So, I mean, you know, 91-year-old woman who finishes the San Diego full marathon. If you go to a major, you'll see, you know, people with one leg. You'll see, you know, all sorts of people, uh, people running in boots, you know, because they've hurt themselves. I mean, you know, everyone has a story. And I think that if you don't find inspiration all around you, then you need to open up your eyes and look around. Yeah, you're right. Now, every person listening has their own dream. And maybe it's to run a, a run Disney race. Maybe it's that they're dealing with some kind of disease or life-threatening illness or something that they're battling. And maybe it's something that's just a fun thing that, that's something they really want to do. Uh, but for some reason, either they've forgotten them or they're facing some kind of challenge that's convinced them that their dream's impossible. What advice do you have for that person? Well, first of all, it's really important to have dreams, right? You never, never stop dreaming. Nothing's impossible. I think it's really important to surround yourself with positive people. That's the first thing. If someone is bringing you down, then they're not your friend. You don't want people bringing you down. You don't want negative people telling you you can't do that. So remember to have a support system with positive people who are there, who love you, who are lifting you up. And remember not to limit yourself. Like, I failed so many times, right? I failed so many times. But what I've done is that I've learned from those failures. And, you know, at first I would dwell on them and dwell on them. And that would bring me down. I would be the one who is being negative. So now I've learned to fail fast and move forward. So fail fast, move forward. And, you know, um, your dream might not come true, but that's okay. Just, you know, Think of something else, or maybe that's not the right time for it. So just keep on continuing to dream, continuing to put yourself out there and surround yourself with positivity. Great advice. And I think if anybody has earned the right to give some advice, to give some advice like that, it's you. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Um, and then finally, shameless plug time. This is what you sit through the rest of the gauntlet for so that you can get to the <laughs> point here where you can... Uh, mention, promote, whatever you want, where people can find you on social media, website, whatever you've got. Well, okay. So I'm Kimberly Markey. I am at uh, Kimberly Markey on um, Twitter. And or actually, I'm Maker Mother Marathon Runner is the name of my blog. And I have a Facebook page called Disney Running. Instagram is Kimberly Markey. And um, I also blog at Run All the Races with California Kylie, Photobomb Becca, and my pal Perfectly Goofy Gail. And you can follow us there on Instagram. 
Instagram and uh, Twitter at Run All the Races. And that's where you can see our fabulous costumes and you can learn a little bit about us and see our race schedule. So. And if you want, if any um, people who are dealing with breast cancer or any sorts of cancer, you can see that story on my personal blog, Maker Mother Marathon Runner, and I talk about the whole journey. Got it. That's a lot, so I'm going to put all of that in the show notes for people so they can go to one spot and find all of that. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's great that you've got that presence and that you're doing so much and sharing so much. That's really cool. So thank you so much for taking the time this morning. I look forward to seeing you uh, and officially meeting you in person in a couple of weeks here at the Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend. Thank you, Randy. I am so happy to um, finally have been on your show and to have had this wonderful Saturday morning conversation with you. Thank you for inviting me and thank you everyone for listening. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A very special thank you to Kimberly Markey for being my guest and to you for listening. I've already got at least one more interview recorded and uh, ready to start being edited. So it shouldn't be too long before you have another interview that you'll have a chance to listen to from somebody else who has done something I think pretty impressive when it comes to Disney. Remember to contact me for more information or to get a quote for the podcast cruise on the Disney Wonder in September of 2017. I want you to join us. If you missed the details when I first announced it, I recently appeared on Skywalking Through Neverland, episode number 134, to talk all about it and give many more details. I'll link to that episode in the show notes for you so you can get right to it. Or just email me at cruise at storiesofthemagic.com and I'll fill you in personally. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, you're blogging, writing or performing music, art, whatever it may be, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, maybe it's running Disney races. I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience, and you've had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or you've had any special Disney experience you want to share, or give a compliment or a thank you for anything Disney's done, I'd love to hear from you, too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, Stitcher Smart Radio, or through Google Play Music. If you like the show, please rate and review it in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. It really helps. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening or pin it on Pinterest. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic, too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line 734-23-STORY. 
And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com, for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.